0: Welcome to Kylie Mentors Moms, a podcast where you can feel empowered in your role as a business owner and a mother. I'm your host, Kylie Ann, a mom of three and wearer of all of the hats. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. I'm super excited. We have my friend Spencer here today. So Spencer Watson is a certified body talk practitioner and has been in private practice for over eight years. His unique balance of education, intuition, and experiences has drawn over 10,000 one-to-one clients in his working life. Over 1,500 in the last year alone, including me being one of them and two of my children. So super stoked about that. Spencer is passionate about rewiring the brain, improving quality of life, and helping people discover the answers to their unanswered questions. Super excited to have you here, Spencer. Thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, I've been looking forward to this. So thanks for the opportunity.
0: Um, what's crazy is I think now that after I did your intro, I think you are the first man on Kylie Mentor's Moms.
1: Well, it is. It's an honor because I have a high respect for women. Um, I highly regard, you know, your mission and what you're doing. I just, I I love that you're, you're taking your passion and you're driving it forward. And I think it's remarkable the lives that you're changing.
0: I love Spencer because he seriously is just genuinely like a cheerleader for people, especially like, I feel like, especially what, like not a lot of men, like see what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like actually like, I see and appreciate and whatever. And he'll like reach out and be like, that's so cool that you're doing that, like about the summit and all, all these other things. So he's an awesome guy to have on your side. He also is a dad and a husband. His wife is a brand photographer. She's in my brand photography course. He has beautiful children, a dog. So a a really uh... huge, huge (laughs) dog. How big is your dog?
1: Um, she's a great Dane. She's just over one years old and she's well over a hundred pounds and she's basically the size of a horse.
0: She is, she (laughs) is the biggest puppy I've ever seen in my life. It's crazy. Okay. So I want you to tell all of us what your story is. Like, what do you do? How did you get there? Just kind of explain it to us. Yeah.
1: Well, so I grew up in Washington state and I'm the first generation in my family to not be a farmer. And so my parents, my grandparents, they're all farmers. And I I joke and tell people we've been farming since Adam and Eve. (laughs) And so that's just all my family's done. And so very typical, you know, Christian um, conservative upbringing. And when I was 18 years old, I went and got some inject some immunizations to get boosters and whatnot and it turned out that i had an autoimmune response to those immunizations well at that time we never would have suspected that that's what the case was so we were going to doctors we were going to gi doctors we were going to specialists they thought i had ms it was like poked and prod and all these things and my life was like crashing down before my eyes I was 18 years old, put on bed rest, you know, every doctor I went to, they just kept giving me more and more pills. They were trying to stop. It's kind of like I was having really bad neuropathy, which is like when you fall asleep on your hand and it's like pins and needles, but it was like from my neck down, like into my limbs, into my legs. And like, at one point I had to move out of my parents' house because they had stairs and I just, it was really hard to use stairs. So I moved in with my grandparents because they didn't have stairs and it just was, it was really debilitating not just physically but like mentally and emotionally you know there wasn't they really couldn't get me answers and you know when they started throwing out autoimmune and ms i have one of my ma- grandma's sisters has ms's in a wheelchair and so that's i was just like panicking like my life is falling apart and when you're trying to get into specialists and doctors it takes weeks it takes months sometimes to get into those doctors and so you know, everyone around you is going, well, what are they saying? What's the answers? And at that point, we thought doctors knew all the answers, we expected them to know the answers, right. And they didn't, the only answers they knew were to give me pills. And that's the only medicine that they were trained in, you know, type of a thing. And so luckily, I had an aunt that had this, at the time, I would have said a crazy lady friend. And (laughs) uh, she had essential oils, which were like, so far out of our realm of knowledge, you know? And so my mom called me, I can remember I was at a stoplight on my way to Taco Bell to feed my emotions. And uh, she was like, hey, go to your aunt's house. There's a lady there. You just gotta go with an open mind. And I was just like, okay. And she did some muscle testing and she figured out what oils I needed and where I needed to put them. And I went into the bathroom and I put these essential oils on my legs and it took the excruciating pain that i was experiencing like on a scale of 1 to 10 like an 8 down to like a 4 like as i'm putting them on my legs and i was just like what is this i mean they were making custom steroid creams for me they were the doctors were doing everything they knew how to do to try and help but something was really weird and going on and so these oils worked and then she taught me about emotions and she's like we can ground and she taught me how to ground and and i was just like there's something to this, you know, there's just something to this. And so I went home, you know, as much as I'm a man of science, I'm also a man of faith and prayed. And it was just like, if this is a way that I'm going to get help so I can like move forward with my life, then please like help me like know how to do this. Like how, how do I get help this way? And not that long after um, one of my good friends from high school that I grew up with her mom and my old piano teacher and like primary church teacher that had seen me grow up my entire life. They showed up at my door to just visit me and to, you know, kind of uplift me and just kind of lift my spirits up. And they they told me about this other lady might be able to help. And they used this word, you, mu- you just have to have an open mind, right? <laughs> and when I heard that, I just like knew, like, there's my key word, go, you know? And I went there and she did, uh, she was an herbalist and she just, you know, was this cute little old lady in her basement that just helped people, you know? and should emotional release and different energy styles that should just learn intuitively. And, you know, it just opened me up into this whole new world. And so it's kind of like, you know, when you have that, those kinds of awakenings, everything is the exact same and yet everything is different, you know? And so we are still doing the medical route because I, I'm a big believer in the holistic world that I don't think it's either, or I think you just need to understand their purpose and their like their practices of medicine. And I just started getting help from just these different kinds of therapies and I started to get results. And the best part was they were like, I mean, some of them gave me oils, some of them gave me herbs, some of them gave me, you know, just different energy therapy techniques and different mindfulness practices. And it completely changed my life. And I went from like being bedridden to having the strength to like one put down all the medications that the doctors were telling me to take. I mean, I was on painkillers, nerve, I mean, I mean, just so many different things. And I put them all down and just started taking in these natural things and repairing my body. You know, and so it changed like my whole goal was, you know, to become a vet. But this like gave me a 180 because I was just like one for my own self, I was in a survival mode of like, I've got to heal my body. And mm-hmm i don't want to die early i don't want to like be crippled i mean i was already having to wear leg braces i was already having to i mean just embarrassing like i was really i was really ashamed embarrassed for having an 18 year old body that was acting this way and it drove me to learn more about myself and learn more about what i was capable of doing but then also i learned i could help other people because as soon as i acquired this knowledge i could then help apply it to other people and teach them how to apply it the same way that these women taught me, you know? And so that's part of the reason, you know, I have a lot of respect for women because my mom and my grandma's played a huge role in my life, but then also women are essentially who healed me, you know? And so I have a lot of, you know, respect for women and what they're doing, because, you know, that's really where change begins is with a woman, you know, just archetypally, energetically like that's part of the role of a woman. And so it brought me into learning about body Talk. I traveled all over the U.S. and Canada to take courses and, you know, had internships with uh, a traditional Chinese medicine doctor and acupuncturist, Dr. Loris or Dr. Janet Galipo down in Miami, which, oh, if you have any listeners from Florida, I love Miami.
0: <laughs> and I would wow. go
1: there and work there, you know, work in her clinic and learn from her. And I worked with a physical therapist, and osteopath learning how to, work with the body from a layman's perspective. And then Dr. Laura Stuve, she actually worked on the human genome project back in the early, late nineties, early two thousands, when they were studying genetics. And she taught me about epigenetics and how to work with the genetic code. And, you know, so it just, it opened my mind to such a whole new level of possibilities that were out there for healing. And I just made it my life's mission to not have someone be in the position that I was where it's like, you've gone to the doctors, you've, you've exhausted everything and you still don't have answers and you still don't have results except for a pill that you have to take for the rest of your life. You know? So that's what brought me here today. And that's, you know, what carries me forward.
0: I love that. The first time I heard this story, it was just so crazy to hear, like, it wasn't just, you fell into this. It's like, I had to come back from, like losing all the things that I thought I was going to do. Yeah. And I love that because I think it really pushes you into, you know, where you need to go into your oh, purpose yeah. and you it's cool because I feel like you were pushed into your purpose from a really young age. Whereas yeah, a lot of people, just, I was just 18. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah crazy. That's right, You
1: know, I just went head in and just like, I just became obsessed, you know, like that's the beauty of the ADD brain is you can like hyper-focus on something <laughs> yes. and just like devour, devour, devour.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you have done all this work, all of this training, all these internships. Now, what do you do with all of it? What does like your work look like on a day-to-day basis?
1: Um, On a day-to-day basis, I'm doing, I'm still doing a lot with my private practice um, with helping clients from around the United States. I do a lot of work over the phone. Um, at age 21, I opened up a clinic and I ran that for three years. And right before the pandemic, I switched gears and switched more to a home studio office. Um, and that's been really nice because like you said, I have three young kids and I want to have the experience of being involved with them. You know, I, I like I, I'm still developing those skills, but like I wanted that. And so my day to day is I have a really cool schedule where I get to talk with people I get to travel on my phone from California to New York, to Texas, to Arkansas, to, you know, all over the place. And now I'm, I'm shifting and I do group body talk sessions because those have been really cool because that's a way for me to help the masses in a way that they're complimentary, they're free. So I'm able to get people that, you know, just kind of putting their feet in the water, you know, just wanting to experience things. And then now moving into more of a, like a teaching, like teaching people how to do what I do. Because what I do is all things that I've learned, right? Mm-hmm. I've either learned from a mentor, I've either learned from courses instruction, or I've learned within my private practice and you know now going, okay, what's actually the the essence? What do you really actually need to get results because I'm extremely results driven.
0: Mm-hmm. same. I am the same I And when I invest in something or when I do something, I want to see a change. I don't want to just have this fluffy experience and go home and feel good. I want to, I want to see change. And that's what's so cool is even just doing the work with you. I honestly still to this day, don't understand 90% of what you do, but I know when I go home, things are different and my brain is different. The way I react is different. And it's so interesting. So explain that a little bit to us. Like, what are you doing? What does this look like?
1: Yeah. So kind of like the good introduction to body talk is that your body has a natural communication system within it, but because of stress and other environmental factors, that communication begins to deteriorate over time. And that's what causes mental and physical ailments. And so with body talk, we have a variety of techniques. I have access to over literally over like 60 different techniques from different modalities and different philosophies and trainings to help reestablish and reconstitute that communication system. So the body and mind can heal themselves. You know, the body's designed, the mind is designed to heal itself. We just need to put it in the right environment and give it, you know, we do some like tapping techniques of, Hey, look here, look here. Hey, look here, look here to just reestablish that communication. Um, that's kind of where the quantum physics comes in because essentially we're breaking the coding that's happening in the body. And by doing the tapping, tapping is a great technique, EMT, EFT, you know, there's a variety of different styles with it, but tapping is a great way because you have this electromagnetic field in your hands. And so you're disrupting the, the patterns that are going through the system and integrating a new one. And so as we bring the body and the brain into homeostasis and into a parasympathetic healing mode, it does the work. You know, So really my goal is just to be the observer you know, I, I'm the observer, you know, where the disconnect is. And then I'm the observer of what techniques need to be applied so that the body can reconstitute itself.
0: That's awesome. I love it. And it guys, it's seriously, it's amazing, powerful stuff. And you guys know, I've been into all sorts of things in the energy field for several years now, but each different experience I have, I feel like just takes me to the next level. And so it's and really that, so that, great.
1: that's part of what's driven me to this is because to me, you know, when we get to a place, when you're in a crisis state, we first got to bring the client into a place of functioning. Like we've got to take them out of survival, which generally when someone's in a survival state, it's not them that's in survival. It's their brain that's in survival. You know, so how I, you know, my philosophy and my practice is really emphasizing to my clients, you're a spiritual being having a physical experience and you have just forgotten how to live as a spiritual being, you've gotten sucked into this physical world. And so part of that is going, you have a brain that can hijack you, and we have to calm that system down. And I mean, it's been crazy the last two years with the pandemic, because I mean, I work with clients literally all over the country. And to observe people in different states under different situations of what's happening in their states and locally of how their government and you know all these different things the people that have never had anxiety or depression or mental health issues are having them and having bizarre health ailments which is just a sign of stress and then the people that have had like mental health and other conditions it's astrobated like it's you know I've lost a couple of clients because it just got to the point where it was so much. We couldn't like, they just, they just couldn't bear it anymore. And it, it's really sad because I, we just live in a, our Western world and culture of what I've learned from studying all these different traditions and healing practices from around the world. We are the most like disconnected culture out there and it, it's impacting us socially and mentally and spiritually and physically. And it doesn't take that much to bring the system back into place, to bring the brain back into a place of healing, but you have to be intentional and you have to be consistent and you can change your life rather quickly. I mean, you've noticed like you can change Mm -hmm. your life rather quickly. You can have more peace. You can, you know, that's essentially what we're looking for is just bringing the person back to peace.
0: My mission is to empower women in their roles as business owners and mothers so that they can feel like they're running an amazing business without sacrificing family life, and without feeling that mom guilt. And that's why I created this little workbook that is going to walk you through a few very basic, simple steps to find peace, joy, and fulfillment in your life as a mompreneur. There's a link below where you can sign up to get the guilt-free mompreneur mini workbook and start using affirmations, a cute little schedule, and a gratitude journal to start living your guilt-free mompreneur life right away. Okay, so for all the moms that are listening right now, that have just been worn down. I feel like the pandemic has been so hard on us moms because Um, the list of responsibilities has grown, the list of stress, anxiety, and then now our constant access to the news and to bad news. What would you recommend to these moms in this situation to get out of those places of just high stress and anxiety?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say one of the best things to do is just start with taking two to three minutes To be still, you know, practice the meditations, get onto YouTube and look up a two, three minute breathing exercise, two, three minute, because your breathing is the quickest way as a spiritual being to regulate your nervous system and to bring it out of that place. And also don't be afraid if you're needing help, if you're needing support, whether that is holistic or that's traditional, our Western traditional model of getting support do not be afraid to get help and to talk about it. Um, One of the hardest parts about my job is that I get to hear what people don't tell anybody else, right? And the reason why that's hard is because I know they're isolated and they're suffering in isolation, even though they're surrounded by their family, even though they're surrounded by their communities and, you know, they're suffering and they're too ashamed to talk about it. You know, and part of it is we have to just get over that stigma of going, this is really hard. And this is causing a lot of like, I'm internally, I'm suffocating. So definitely talk to people, reach out, get help and do something as simple as just taking two, three minutes to do you, you know?
0: Yeah. I love that. And I think that's huge. This, the talking piece, uh, we are so ashamed. I remember, I mean, I even still like going to the doctor or needing to ask for any, like, I'm, I don't want to go to a doctor and tell them my problems or even start therapy. Cause then I have to open up about all my issues and we have this like shame or this fear, or like, we're going to cry, whatever. Spencer's seen me cry, because I go in there and he asks all the right questions. I go in there, and think, oh, I'm good. I'm just going to talk about this, and he has all the right questions to be able to pull out like what's really in there that's really needs to change. And I think it's important to let that out because otherwise, you're the only person that's holding on to it. And until yeah. you let it out, you can't get the help you need.
1: Exactly. And really, the first step is awareness, right? Are like, can you just take a minute, you know, as you're listening to this, and just maybe even pause it and just go like, have I been losing my temper more? Have I been avoiding situations or people? Have I been not feeling like myself? When's the last time I laughed? When's the last time I smiled? When's the last time I just made cookies just because, you know, when's the last time I did something just because I wanted to not because I had to, you know, when we get in one of the ways for us to become aware that our brain has hijacked us, and we're in a survival state is we a very quick thing is obligation cycles. And mm-hmm. so we get into this, I have to, I need to, I must, I should. And that is the conditioning of the brain. That's not you coming from you know, your intellect or your own mind. It's coming from your brain. And that's a good way. Observe, observe how you talk. I have to go to the grocery store. I have to do the dishes. I have to shower. I have to change the diaper, start shifting your, your language to, I want to, I get to, and I choose to, you know? So even if you don't want to, you know, Mm -hmm. because what it does is we build up these walls of resistance on an energetic level and we dam up our energy. And so if you feel like you're walking through mud, most likely you have a lot of walls of resistance up. And so if we bring down those walls and let out the productive cooperation, that flow just starts happening. And that's kind of, you know, when you talk about people come in and I mean, it's, I can't, it, it happens every day, all day long. Oh, how are you doing? Good. You know, as soon as someone responds mm-hmm. with good, well, I know I'm talking to their brain. I'm not talking to the soul, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's me finding my way in back to the person's soul and then having a conversation with their soul, you know, spirit to spirit with them right there versus me and their brain. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because just that within itself is very healing. Cause you know, the questions are leading the person back to themselves, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: and that's healing, you know, because if you feel alone, that's because you're coming from your brain, you know, that that's coming. That's, that's how the brain, the brain isolates. It's part of its survival mechanisms, you know? And so, yeah, it's really, you know, just small and simple things. I always tell my clients, small hinges, open big gates.
0: Yeah. I love, I love that when you say that and I just, you're so good at getting into the soul instead of the brain. And I think that's the thing is I didn't really realize the brain and the soul are separate things. So how did you come to learn all of that? Like, cause you even do this with your kids mm-hmm. when they're being crazy, you know, mm-hmm. like, so tell us about that and what that looks like.
1: Yeah. So how it kind of came about was, well, one, as you, you know, you get into like this energy world And energy is not woo. That's one of the things I liked because there's always like this, okay, energy is woo. Energy is the word for, is the scientific term for this. Woo to me would be more like spirit. That's more like, and you know, in my culture, spirit was actually more accepted and energy is more like out there. Mm -hmm. But as I studied science, I was like, whoa, Energy is actually science, like that's part of the science language. So I'd say one, it was just coming to this realization of being the spiritual being, having the physical experience, and that didn't happen really until my second son was born. Our our two kids, they're 14 months apart, and I remember just sitting there. We just had our second son. I was looking at my wife, looking at our two kids. And in that moment, as I was looking at them, I just had this intense realization and just experienced creation, just like this you know, experience in myself of, of just going, whoa, like I'm not my body. I have a body and this is my family and they're not their bodies either. They're just in bodies too now. And we're these spiritual beings experiencing this lifetime together. And we just brought this new living soul into this life. And he existed before he had this body and he'll exist after this body. And it just kind of was this deep, intense realization. And so Oftentimes, like for me, these experiences have come from being in a still place and being in my home, Mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of like letting this stuff settle in, because to me, quantum physics is essentially where they hide the spirituality of our reality of the universe of who we are, they hide it in quantum physics, you know, and so as I studied quantum physics, I was like, "Well, this makes so much sense because of just some background information." Like, you start studying Buddhism and Taoism and and Ayurvedic medicine and traditional Chinese medicine; they're all really kind of saying very similar things. And then in our Western world, our global accepted religion is science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like we all can go, "Oh yes, we we accept the teachings of science." You know, and so. It just kind of came all about. So then I started working, you know, as I had children, I just kind of experimented with them because that's the best part about this. You can't hurt somebody like there's the side Mm. effects are being more peaceful. The side effects are being happy. The side effects are wanting to connect with people. The side effects are letting go the side effects, you know, that's the result. So I, you know, that's what's nice is I can do this with my kids and with my family and with clients. And I don't have to worry about hurting them or going, well, that didn't work, that medication, those side effects didn't work. Now let's try this. Or well, now I have to give you this medication because that medication is causing this. And you know, it's, it's very empowering to know that you can help somebody and help your family and not have like, have the power that you can do that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so with my kids, a lot of it is teaching them that they're a spiritual being, having a physical experience and how do they regulate their system? You know, and at first, like with my daughter, Molly, because we had the 14 months apart, my wife, Shalane, she got Charlie, the new baby boy, and then I got Molly. And she, I mean, she was 14 months. So I was still, rock, you know, I was rocking her. I was feeding her, her bottle and, you know, trying to get her to like, go to sleep and being male, that just does not come. That does not mm-hmm. come naturally. And it, it started with me just holding her and just starting to breathe. And starting, and I watched how her body synchronized with my body. And I, you know, so as she's gotten older, we've just have taught them
0: mm-hmm.
1: how to like regulate the system. And now she's five, now he's four. And as they get older, we, you know, it's really remarkable as you start teaching them, they already know this stuff. It's it's really easy for them to remember who they are and why they're here and what they're doing. And it's also really easy for them to, to believe in the truth. Like they have a natural inclination to believe in the truth. And so I feel like it's part of my responsibility. And that's part of the reason why I shifted my practice. Cause I was working 80 hours a week, seeing mm-hmm. 15 clients a day and training practitioners and running a staff and doing all this stuff. I pivoted because I did not want to miss the opportunity of training my children. You know, here I was pouring into all these people mm-hmm. and helping all these people. And I thought, I gotta, I gotta pour in my children. Like Mm -hmm. I want them to thrive. I want them to get it like here versus like when they're 40, Yeah, you know? So that's kind of what took me into it.
0: I love that. So for moms who, with all the kids and all the things, what would your like top two things to like do with their kids to help them start regulating and start living, like taking care of their mental health their self-care, all that, what would you suggest as a parent?
1: always when I'm talking to parents, it's always take care of yourself. Like the, like you have to make yourself a priority. It is morally and ethically unacceptable in my book to not put yourself first and to not take care of yourself. And that is so hard for women to get because our culture is so contrary to that. Especially if you come from a religious background, you know, a more conservative background, you're not going to have that put into you. You're going to have more of a slave mentality, you know? (laughs) And you're going to put yourself on the bottom totem, totem pole. And so I remind them: any virtue can become a vice. Serving your children, serving your family, serving other people is an amazing virtue. But if it's putting you in the ground, that's not what it's intended to do. You know. And so first, you know, recognize that you first need to become your priority. And it takes time. You know, it really takes time, and it just is small little steps every day. But I would say simple things would be make sure you're getting enough water every day. Switch to more water than caffeine, drink more water, drink more water, drink more water, you know, the best, get as much adequate sleep as you can, you know, and don't be afraid. I know if there's a single person, but don't be afraid to get help and be like, Hey, I need to take a nap. Like, Hey, I need to like Mm -hmm. rest, you know, like get help that way. Um, And then somehow maybe we can link like a video, but there's a really simple tapping technique to help, bring the brain out of survival mode and help with the communication of it. And I've been, I've watched even like with my wife, just the overwhelm of being a mother of three young children. I mean, we've been married for seven years and we have three children, you know? And so that's where we got married. She was 18. I was 20, you know? So like you don't, unless, you know, I tell my clients unless you were taught how to take care of yourself, don't expect yourself to know how to, and start, you know, kind of like this podcast and other things plug into where you can learn how to take care of yourself. And so learn, start learning, Mm -hmm. start empowering yourself with simple techniques you can do, and then really start bringing it in like with your kids. So like with us, we'll, we'll do stretching with our kids. We'll just get on YouTube, put on some like morning yoga stretch, and we'll just do yoga. We'll just stretch. We'll just do breathing or we'll turn I have the sound system. We'll turn up music and just start singing and dancing and And just we because life is stressful, like it's a lot of hard work to raise a family and to run a business and to do to follow your dreams is the hardest thing you will do, you know, but it is the most rewarding. And so you have to lighten things up and get your funny back, you know, start laughing more put on your show like I like to watch The Office and, you know, not to plug in a plug for Peacock, but Peacock, this app TV (laughs) thing has um, you can watch extended Episodes of the office. And so, like just finding things to just lighten up because I think when we're when our brain gets in a survival state, there's no room for joy. There's no room for fulfillment. You're in survival. And so recognize that you got to pull yourself out and just start plugging yourself into where you want to get plugged into.
0: I love that. I think that's so true. I think when we look back. And ask yourself those questions are we happy are like are we taking life too seriously a lot of the times we're not happy and we are taking life too seriously and and that's i, I was just thinking as you're we going i'm like oh like am i doing am i just doing the things i need to do all day or am i taking time to have fun and be like the person i want to be when i'm on a vacation you know when i'm on mm-hmm. vacation i can line up and have fun and do the things but can i bring that into my daily life like i don't think i am
1: well and i really think we're here like one of the things I really am trying to embody the last couple of years is having joy in my journey and making sure my, you know, and I don't, I'm not perfect by any means. I, and I don't shoot for that. I shoot for like, I have an 80, 20 rule for myself that 80% of the time I want to be doing good. 20% of the time I call my mortal days, my human days, and just, Oh, this is just a mortal life. This is just the mortal living, you know? And crappy days, but like I just have this 80-20 rule. So when I start noticing that 30% of the time I'm doing bad, and 60% of the time I'm doing bad, then I have to I do some self-awareness and I, you know, do a self-audit and go, okay, what resources do I have that I can plug into and maintain that? Because like being a mother, being a father, being an entrepreneur, being someone who's learning and growing should be a joyful experience. Like it should enliven you. And if you're dreading things and if you have a lot of anxiety, that's just kind of like revving, one, I would say that's in your brain. You know, it's in your brain. It's how your brain's been conditioned. It's how your brain's been wired. And that's part of what's driven me a lot was from the neurological effects from those immunizations. I've been in this like drive to learn how to rewire the brain. Because we, as a spiritual being, you have the power to rewire your brain, just like you have the ability to go to the gym and look great, you know, just like you have the ability to go eat McDonald's and turn into a 500 pound sumo, you know? So like you have the ability to change this body of ours on the outside and on the inside and, you know, learning how to do that, I think is, has just been such a remarkable journey because I've watched it thousands of times over and over of people having a change from the inside out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of times we can't have a physical change until we do have that internal change. And that's why this work is so important and I think it's so cool our generation is getting more education, more awareness just into into yeah. this work. It's been around, it's been around, but I feel like it hasn't Absolutely. been accessible.
1: Well, and I think that brings up a really good point because as you start getting into this, you'll find that like in like with me I found my parents, my family members they're like, "What are you doing?" You know, like this is so like not what we're used to and now a major portion of my family especially like my mom's side has come into like the whole energy holistic world but there's still people that you know it's just not their cup of tea and that's fine and part of that is as you start learning new things just realize that one other people around you may not be learning the same thing they not, may not have a reason to be learning the same thing or no they may not be desperate like you are to learn something new and be looking they may not be a seeker and so never before, like, have we ever had access to, you know, Taoism and Buddhism and traditional Chinese medicine and quantum physics and all these different resources that have been around for thousands of years, but now we have access to them. And so just kind of keep in mind as you're going on this journey that people are not going to understand and, you know, get you and that's fine. They haven't realized they had access to it in the first place, Mm -hmm. especially their parents. They didn't, they didn't have access to phone computers in their pockets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know, like they just didn't. And so we have to make sure we don't go into a resentment or bitterness because people don't understand us or, yeah. you know, that that's when that virtue becomes a vice.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think for me, I I work with, you know, a lot of women and I do my energy stuff. And um, this one time, this lady was like I just wish my mom would do this I wish my brother would do this I wish my da." and I said you know what you just keep going on your journey you yeah. get yourself to your best self and they'll come along because they want to see change but they're not going to come along just because you found another cool thing to tell them about like show right. them show what them. it did for you
1: and you know that's such a good point because like people all the time will be like oh yeah can you work on this person? Can you help me with this person? You know, and I get a lot, cause I would say 90% of my practice is women and they're like, Oh, my husband, uh, this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, work on yourself because as you change your whole life will change because you'll interact with your, you'll interact with your spouse. You'll interact with your children differently, which aids them to change, you know? And so that's really the power that women hold is the ability to change when no one else or to make a choice when no one else is willing to make that choice and to take that step forward and then hold the space and wait patiently for the other person to get it. The other, you know, the family, the other, you know, and if you're, if you're really doing the work, which to me means you're not going to be resentful. You're not going to be bitter. You're not going to have a chip on your shoulder. You're going to have more compassion and love for other people. um, You're going to come to a greater place of peace that is the environment necessary for other people to grow. you know so yes, you need to be the catalyst to support and embody the work to help other people grow.
0: yes i love that so much. okay spencer where can people find you to learn more to do these group body talk sh- sessions to interact with you where can they find you?
1: yeah so i um i have a texting community where basically um i send out just kind of diff- different like inspirational things um, I don't do emails. I do text messages and it's just kind of like a group text, but it's not one of those things where all these people, like you're not, everyone's getting your information, um, but it's a way for you to be a part of the group by talk sessions, just kind of get some new hints, you know, tips and different things you can do. And so they can text my number and just follow the instructions. So just text, Hey, or whatever, um, to four, three, five, two, four, six, seven, five, nine, seven. Um, and you can get access to a private Facebook group I have, and then I have a, um, upcoming workshop seminar that I'm, I'm hosting that I'm excited. You're going to be a part of, and, um, we have people right now, we have more people coming in from out of state than we do locally.
0: That's awesome.
1: I'm really excited. What I do is I gather my clients from all over to help because generally as you're doing this work to move forward and grow and develop, it can be really lonely, you know, Mm -hmm. especially just, I mean entrepreneurship as an entrepreneur, you're 70 times more likely to deal with mental health conditions simply because you're an entrepreneur, you know? And so I work with a lot of people that are in those places, highly intuitive, highly creative people. And I gather them together and we, I teach them new techniques. We, we discuss the things that will help them and aid them and give them a support group. So then when they go home, their cup is filled, you know, because you can't give someone what you haven't already received. You know, and so for the people that are needing their cup filled, this is as part of the reason why I'm creating this community.
0: Yes, yes. So we will leave all the information below on his website, the texting community. But you should really look into this conference, this this thing he's doing. It's May sixth and seventh, mm-hmm. and I get to be a speaker at it, so I'm super excited. But he's just filled with so much knowledge and wisdom, and he's just all around on a mission to support people and I like, you can just feel it when you are around him and everything he's doing is so powerful because he just has like great, great passion for the work he's doing. So Spencer, thank you so much for being here with us today. Super excited to let everyone hear about all of this and get to know you more.
1: I thank you for this opportunity. I'm, I'm excited to get to hopefully meet some new people.
0: Thank you for being here on the Kylie Mentors Moms podcast. If you have a friend that needs to hear this message, please share. Hang out with us daily at Kylie M Studios on Instagram and use the hashtag KylieMentorsMoms.